If you thought you'd seem pathetic, wait till you get a load of this guy. Stevie! What's that like? How are you doing, man? All right. Uh, Luxury here was just telling me about the time when they opened for Coldplay. They actually got kicked out of the other opening acts' private bathroom for For singing. singing. For singing. That's ridiculous. What kind of. Hey, 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 what's going on? Hey, here? what's going on, Steve? Hey, uh, Mick, who do we have here? Oh, this is Luxury, Steve. Hey, man. Hey, good. Yeah, nice to meet you. Do a little singing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, can you guys get out now, please? Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This is kind of what we do. What? Me too? Yes. Goodbye. Yeah. Need my private time now. Ladies and gentlemen, he may be a bit flabby, but he's okay with it. Here he is, your host, Steve Katsos! and welcome to our late night show from New England. I'm Steve Katzos and I'm excited because I'm on a diet and I cheated! Yeah. I'm so glad to be losing weight. What do you think about this, Dad? You need to lose weight. I love the support. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to my left, we have our my good friend. He's Jim the announcer. Hello, Jim! Hey, tonight, Steve. I want to welcome you back to the show. We know that you missed our season opener last week, so welcome back. Well, you know, I had to work for a living. Sorry. It's one of those things. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't pay. Glad to be back, though. Yeah, that's all right. One day we'll get the funding. Until then, in the back room, we have Lachis, the producer, everybody. All right, Lachis. Hi, Lachis. It's kind of dark in here tonight, Steve. That's all right. You're always a man among shadows. Yeah. That's right. Uh, hey, Steve, uh, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit hot, and you're loud. But go ahead. Oh, sorry about that, Steve. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> that, that's a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Oh yeah. Come on, Lacus. Do you have a new town for us this week? You always have oh. a town. Sorry, Steve. This week we have the lovely city of San Francisco, California. San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, Steve, San Francisco. If I live there, I'd never have to see you ever again. Uh, what are you talking about? We're on TV there now. By the way... I can't get away from you, I guess. Yeah, you can't. And I would follow you there because I heard San Francisco is awesome, right? Am I... Yeah! San Fran, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, to my right, we do have my band leader. He's Tony the Band Leader! Yeah, right! Hi, Tony. How you doing, Stevie? I'm good. Oh, I like how you, you went over to the mic this time. That was yes, good. Yes, I'm learning. I'm learning. Listen, yeah. you have somebody sitting in with the house band tonight. Who is this? Yes, we have uh, Colonel Ron, Stevie. Colonel Ron! How about it, everybody? Thank you for uh, sitting in with us, Colonel Ron. Always great to have new musicians here playing with our house band. Well, let's tell you who's on the show tonight because I'm already hungry for a post-show meal. 
have an author tonight, and he's from Arlington, Massachusetts! <laughs> That's our hometown, if you didn't know. It's Arthur Orfano! Hey, Arthur! We have a comedian tonight. He comes from Enfield, Connecticut. It's Ken Rogerson! And tonight's musical guest is all the way from Boston. It's the luxury! And all of that is coming up for you right after this. Yeah! My name is Steve Katzos. I'm not a famous actor, nor am I a hilarious comedian. I'm just a Greek boy with a dream. I want to give creative people a chance to get their art out to the world. And with the help from my friends, we produce this show that airs in 12 countries in prime time, all with a budget of zero dollars. And if we can do this, then you can do anything you want to do. Follow your dreams. All right, everybody. Welcome to the start of our show. Now, our first guest is an author, and he's from here in Arlington, Massachusetts. He wrote this book. It's called Tribute, The Dark Side of the Mood, My Life in a tribute band. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Arthur Orfanos. Hi, Arthur. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. You had to let everybody know. Young guy. My dad always likes to yell at the age and make me upset. 20 now. Thank you. Arthur, let's talk about your new book now. You were in a tribute band, and you guys played music from Pink Floyd. Yes. And how was your story in the book here? What can people find when they're reading this? Well, it's a variety of issues. It's basically, obviously, about my experience in a tribute band, but because of the... I guess the severity of what happened to me, it, it stems into the legal aspects of the industry, all the way to music piracy, and also identity theft issues that I, uh, I uh, was victimized by. Now, now let's talk about, about what you had mentioned here about piracy. Yeah. Because something real serious happened. We all know about Napster and how people were taking music and the music industry got upset. But uh, when you were playing with this uh, Pink Floyd tribute band, uh, you you saw something that was uh, was was real piracy. Someone had stolen files from Pink Floyd's Floyd's computer, right from their equipment, right directly. from their equipment, and they were giving those files to you to play. And what did you think about this? It's hard to explain. Yeah. Even as I say in the book, it's ten years later. It's, even when I think about it now, it just it boggles my mind, because mm -hmm. you know. Uh, one thing about music piracy, you know, people, when you say Napster and, um, you know, file sharing, but stealing, let's say, songs and putting them on somebody else's computer and trading them with your friends. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is somebody that is, like, highly acclaimed in the industry, a technician, and is sent in to do repair work for a band like Pink Floyd and just walks in, and not only is he repairing it, but also infiltrating their equipment mm -hmm. and looking at the files and what sound effects and, and original tracks that they have mm -hmm. and steals them, actually downloads them into his computer while he's representing Kurzweil at that, mm -hmm. one of probably the biggest uh, 
one of the biggest music country uh, companies in the world. And, and the funny thing is, is the band obviously was like, oh, hey, we have these files. They're, they're, they're Pink Floyd's files, but you were the only one that said, hey, you know, this is wrong. Yeah, I just couldn't really believe their outlook. It, you know, this guy joined our band. We were in between keyboard players and passed the audition. He was a great player. And, um, you know, it came, as I mentioned in the book, he said, what do you use for sound effects? Mm -hmm. For those of you at home that may not be too familiar with Pink Floyd's music, it's very, uh, uh, they use a lot of ambient sounds, a lot of sound effects, uh, you know, it's probably synonymous with rock and roll music, but we made our own before we met this guy, mm -hmm. and when he showed us what he had, my p business partner and the other guys thought, wow, what a great thing to make us the best in the world. Like, that was their words, their way of saying it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just didn't see, <laughs> I just didn't see it's not something you should do. Yeah, I mean, and this is the kind of thing that everybody always talks about Metallica and how they reach out and they're trying to stop piracy. Uh, but this is the kind of thing that they must have seen before. And isn't that why they uh, react the way they do to this music copyright stuff? In a way, I think. I mean, it's a little two different issues. But, you know, in the music industry, like every entertainment industry, one thing people should know, you know, the artist always gets paid last. Mm -hmm. Always, no matter what. You know, that's a fact. So somebody like Metallica, I mean, I think they're just advocating for people to buy the record. Because when you buy an album or a record, you really, you know, people might buy the new album and, and record it on a tape and play it in their car. Legally, you're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like not bootlegging, but you're supposed to actually buy the legitimate copy. But, you know, this is, I think, a little different because you have here, again, uh, an individual who is, you know, high in the industry as a technician, and he just take original works that mm -hmm. were created things that Pink, uh, uh, Roger Waters himself created mm -hmm. years ago, and to use that, it's like beyond lip-syncing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I make a joke in the book and make a comment when we did a show, you know, we might as well just play, let the CD play back and play the air guitar. What's the, <laughs> what's the difference? Yeah. You know, people are paying money to see you perform. Mm -hmm. And the other hand is, you know, from a musician's point of view, what's the point of uh, spending your time learning how to play an instrument? Right. I mean... Unfortunately, not all of us are going to succeed at the highest level. But again, I mentioned in the book, take something like Moby Dick or, uh, you know, Walden Woods, any other book, and just put your own name on it and publish it. Mm -hmm. You have a guaranteed success. Right. It's the same thing. In a w now, if people want to uh, find the book, uh, where do they go online? Well, I'm online. You can search my name, but also you can... Uh, Go to my website, themood.us. I know before we go, you wanted to uh, to give one of your friends a shout-out that helped you build the website. Who was it? Absolutely. i got to give a shout-out to my friend CD, Chad Dyer, from Naturally Wired Designs. Great guy that uh, helps me with the website and helped me in many other ways. Well, we wish you good luck with the book. Ladies and gentlemen, it's called Thank you, Tribute, the Dark Side of the Mood, My Life in a Tribute Band, and this is Arthur Orfanos. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you. Good luck with everything. All right, we'll be right back. Right after this. You can like our show on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Steve Katzos Show. Welcome back, everybody. Well, we're really happy to have this next comedian. Please put your hands together for Ken Rogerson. Wow. 
you good. <laughs> it's great to be here. This, of course, was a dream when I started comedy to work you know, anywhere in the Arlington area. <laughs> a, month, a couple of months ago, I was at the Mohegan Sun with Dennis Lear in front of 10,000 people, but this, this is just as good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm kidding you. It's great to be here. I don't know if Steve mentioned, I had the honor uh, a while back to go over, overseas and entertain our troops for about a month. So if you could give them a round of applause for me, you wouldn't mind. And I bring it up to remind us that people are still there. And to illustrate how sometimes really smart people ask you stupid questions, right? Talking to a friend of mine, brilliant guy, CEO of a major company. He says, what do you got coming up? I said, well, I'm doing the Rescue Me comedy tour with Dennis Leary. But before that, I'm going to Iraq and Afghanistan. My friend says, oh, to entertain the troops? No, I, I saw a brochure. <laughs> you know how crowded Maui can be at certain times of year. I thought, what's a similar place but cheaper? And of course, you know, Iraq popped right into my head because you've all seen the ads. Visit sunny Iraq and stroll our sand-covered sand. <laughs> I feel good, although I'm getting older. I, my brain is still 22. My body is telling me different things now. Like, remember you were a kid, and you'd get out of bed in the morning, you would just spring into action, ready to play? I get up now, for about the first 10 or 15 minutes, it, it sounds like I'm walking on bubble wrap. <laughs> There's just this hideous, ow, ow, ow. How did I pull the ass muscle sleeping? I gotta quit dreaming about running. I'll tell you what's a wake-up call for stars getting older. Last year when Steven Tyler, lead singer for Aerosmith, fell off the stage, that just depressed the hell out of me because that's, that's not something you see coming. You know, no one 22 is at a rock concert looking at the front man going, oh yeah, one day my rock heroes will be so old they'll be falling down. We'll just replace that skull and crossbones necklace with a life call alert pendant. <laughs> I've fallen off the stage and I can't get up. My roadies couldn't locate me. Had it not been for the life call alert pendant, I would still be at the venue. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what's next? Mick Jagger and a hover round? <laughs> Jumping Jack Flash. <laughs> Somebody told me Jimmy Buffett fell down last year. Jimmy Buffett. I understand Steven Tyler, he runs all around the stage. Jimmy Buffett just stands there. Is he just so old now his skeleton won't hold him up anymore? <laughs> I blew out my flip. <laughs> and felt my spine pop. <laughs> yes, now I'm just stalling. Because the hardest part of that joke is getting back up. <laughs> Oh, I broke the stage. That's going to cost. Oh, man. I'll tell you, it's hard to stay healthy because, you know, I look out the window and I do like today. I think, man, I could go for a run. Or I could put on TV and watch others run while I eat Ben and Jerry's. And I hate running, and I love Ben and Jerry's, so it's a no-brainer. I've had the same running shoes now for about seven years. Uh, but I have worn out spoons. <laughs> Which is probably bad for God. Speaking of being healthy, did you know this? I just read this online. Walmart is now supposedly going to have medical clinics in their stores. Walmart. 
medical clinics. Yeah. yeah. That'll be some quality health care there, won't it? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Jimmy used to be a greeter. <laughs> but after 20 years with the company, we promoted him right up there to doctor. <laughs> Man has paid his dues. Try to remember this. No matter how bad you have it, someone else has it worse. And if you don't believe me, just put on TV. Because that's what TV's become. 800 channels of, well, at least I'm not those people. <laughs> I watched this show called Hoarders. You seen this show? Yeah. Can I be honest with you? I would rather be a heroin addict than a hoarder. Because a heroin addict has far more room to move around his apartment because he has sold all his stuff to buy heroin. You want to help out these hoarders, send four or five junkies to live with them. I promise you in a month that place will be empty. There won't be any hinges on the door, no copper, just no, nothing but a mattress and some bent-handled spoons. And of course, the junkies themselves, as they tend to stay once they find a warm spot. <laughs> I thank you all for having me over. Yay. How are we doing, Steve? Ken Rogerson, everybody. How about it? We'll be right back right after this. You can find more information about the Steve Katzos Show at stevekatzos.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm now joined by that comedian. You just saw him on our show. That comedian. He's Ken Rogerson. Hello, Ken. Welcome, pal. That comedian. That's right. It sounds like someone that your sister dates, your mother hates. Yeah. Oh, she's dating that Todd. Yeah. That comedian we've been that trying comedian. to get for a long time. How about it, everybody? Wow. Ken Rogerson. Now, you have uh, something coming up on Showtime. What is this? Um, could you, I just did a tape day special with Billy Gardell from the show Mike and Molly called Road Dogs. How about that, everybody? Mike That'll and Molly? That'll be on Showtime and somewhere in the near... I don't know. They don't tell me, and I don't follow my own career. Now, so. uh, it's called Road Dogs, but are you doing stand-up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's three, three guys and Billy... Mm -hmm. uh, we're the three guys that influenced him when he was on his way up. So now, now, you, uh, now he's rich and famous, and we're still doing the same thing. Well, so. maybe he can help you out. He's gonna help me out. Yeah. He and doesn't know it yet, but he's gonna help me out. <laughs> and tell all those guys That's about right. our show too. That's if right. You don't mind. He's <laughs> gonna help us all out. <laughs> I have his address. Now, you were in uh, one of my favorite movies of all time because it was about the Red Sox, Fever Pitch. Yes, I was. And, uh, your, your character was at the end of the movie. You were trying to scalp some I tickets played a to scalper Drew Barrymore. How about that, everybody? Do you remember that? Barrymore, yeah. Yes, she was really beautiful, man. Did you fall in love with her? What happened? Absolutely. She's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And she got these green eyes. And one time I looked right into her eyes and I went, I'm sorry, what are we talking about? <laughs> I just totally couldn't think of my lines. Uh, you, you've performed on Letterman. Uh, yeah, they're colorizing it, but it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was on Letterman. He was, he was a weatherman at the time. But yeah, I did his show. 83. Wow. Yeah. Look at these people. Most of you here are going, when was that? <laughs> right after the Civil War, you young people. <laughs> that uh, must have been cool, though. I mean, you got your, your yeah, national uh, yeah, that attention Yeah, that was actually the first time, because there wasn't so much, uh, there wasn't all the uh, cable and that stuff in those days. I mean, HBO was new then. Yeah. You know, so that was the first time, <laughs> other than Lenny Clark's monster movie show on TV 38, that was the first television I'd ever done, so mm -hmm. it was pretty, it was pretty heady stuff. Well, we're glad you finally made it here. How about this, I'm everybody? Glad. Yeah. Yeah. 
you also, uh, like a few of the comics that have come here and uh, been on our show that we've been so happy to have, you've been on this uh, Comics Come Home. Comics Dennis Come Leary. Home with Dennis Leary for the Cam Neely House. Yeah, I did it last year, and it's coming up again. It's, it's uh, What is that, the Arganis Arena? Is that how pronounced? Arganis, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's a Greek right. place now. It, come on, yeah. Arganis Arena. Don't forget. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's usually at that, and it's a, it's a blast. There's a last year, Nikki DiPaolo was there, Artie Lang, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Lenny Clark, all the, all the usual cast of characters. She's going like that. <laughs> Have, we're supposed to be wearing dunce caps. You also were in uh, Dennis Leary's show, Rescue Me. Yeah. Right? I what, did, what did you do there? I played, uh, uh, I was with Tony V and Kevin Knox, and we played three biker firemen who, who drive our Harleys in from Fitchburg, and we accidentally set their firehouse on fire. <laughs> we're putting up a memorial to 9-11, but we, we have an eternal flame that catches on fire and burns their firehouse to the ground. <laughs> but the thing was, I got that part. Lenny Clark calls me up, and he says, uh, do you know, and I hear people in the background now, so I know something's going on because I've known him for a long time. He goes, uh, do you know how to ride a motorcycle? I go, I don't know, do I? And I hear him go, oh, yeah, he's got a license. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, okay, I do know how to ride. So I got down, and they brought up this big electric glide. I mean, I rode, like, a dirt bike 10 years ago or whatever it was, and this big electric glide, and I was, like, within 10 feet, I had dumped it. <laughs> and they're heavy. Well... At least you got on the show. Yeah, that's right. Well, if you know, you got to lie. Well, if I said no, I can't ride a motorcycle, they would have got somebody else. Yeah, so. you wouldn't want to know what I lied to get earn, this show. Learn while you much. earn, I say. Now, uh, before we go, I just want to mention this: you have been doing stand-up comedy for how many years? At least two. <laughs> it could be more than that, but I don't count the years I can't remember. Yeah. So, but it's been so about eight 30, years. Hasn't it been? Has it eight been? years that I can remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't count the '80s because that's just one big blur. <laughs> it's a long time. It's to, a long uh, time to be doing comedy, and yeah. uh, we appreciate but all the laughter. How about this, everybody? Never touching a shovel. That's the secret. No touch a shovel. Thank you for coming. It was a real My honor pleasure, to have you man. here, My ladies pleasure. and gentlemen. Ken Rogerson. We'll be right back. Right after this. You can subscribe to The Steve Katzo Show at youtube.com slash The Steve Katzo Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for today's musical guest. Now, this is their CD. It's called Why Don't You Cry Anymore Like You Used To. You can find this on their website. Please welcome The Luxury.
The Steve Katzo Show is produced with the help of Arlington Community Media Incorporated. For more information, check out acmi.tv. Welcome back, everybody. Well, it's the end of our show, but we have to say, great song from the luxury. How about it, everybody? Now... We've got Jason here. Jason, let's tell all the people watching here in the United States and all over the world where they can find you online. Uh, www.theluxuryband.com. Fantastic. And uh, one of your highlights was that you guys opened up for uh, a very famous band. Who was it? That was Coldplay. Coldplay. How about that, everybody? Fantastic band. Well, we thank you for coming tonight, guys. Uh, so let's hear it one more time for The Luxury. How about it, everybody? Now, we do have to thank the other guests that were here tonight. We had an author. He was Arthur Orfanos. Yeah. We had a comedian tonight. It was Ken Rogerson. And of course, this is the luxury. How about it, everybody? Now, if you're an artist, we ask that you continue to give your gift to society. This show is our gift to you. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Jason.